Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So Jesus said, I came to heal those spiritual, unhealthy people. That's a sinner. That's who we were. As you begin to walk through that, you see this. Jesus knew, and be careful, Jesus knew these religious people were inflexible, resistant to change, and would not ever think new thoughts. That's why Jesus was crucified by them. As we get older, we tend to become more resistant to change in our routine or ways of thinking. The same thing can happen with a business or in a church. This is what happened to the Pharisees. They were so sure they knew how God was doing things, which was the way he'd been doing them for the previous thousand years or so. Pastor Mark will be sharing the dangers of remaining entrenched in what was done before instead of trying to be a part of what God is doing now. Jesus came and challenged the status quo, and eventually he was executed for it. But that didn't mean that he was wrong. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke with this message, a new challenge to stretch and change. And so I want to just share with you one encounter with Jesus. I'd been following him. And when he looked at me in the eyes, one encounter with him, I knew my life would never be empty again. And so I left it behind. And I want to introduce you to a man who has the answers to your why questions. You see, later, now what are the disciples thinking about this? You're going to see in a moment, they're going, where's he going now with these sinners? See, Jewish people didn't do that. If you mix with sinners, you become unclean yourself. So you don't do that. You isolate. But Jesus would begin to remind his disciples he had a mission. It wasn't a mission of being a church a dead religion. It was a relationship with God, even though he would establish his own church as the head. Can I ask you to look at this verse? Here's why Jesus is at the party. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. There's a time to be together as Christians. There's a time to be together with unbelievers. That's the mission of Jesus. Notice, he came to seek. He stopped at Matthew's booth. Matthew didn't go after him. You see, as you begin to look at that, Jesus 
one to be with sinners because that was his mission. He never practiced isolation or condemnation. He didn't condone their sin or take part in it, but he loved the sinner. Now look at these three things. You don't need to write them down, but this is the way the church is to operate. The disciples didn't get it. Oh, they would. They go into all the world later and do exactly this. How are you doing with this? Jesus was saying, we don't isolate. We go to their world. That's why God sent us here. Number two, we don't condemn when we go. Jesus didn't stand in the party and go, all right, you're dishonest. Let me condemn you right now because you're going to hell. Let's see what happens. No, he didn't do that at all. And number three, Levi was not embarrassed to introduce Jesus to this crowd. Are you embarrassed to introduce Jesus to your unbelieving friends? Can I tell you that Jesus is the only answer to every single problem in the world? This church is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. Don't be ashamed of him. So Jesus is right in the middle of all of these unbelievers for a reason. Now, I'm going to take a little sidebar because I want to challenge you with a couple things. In our world, we're in the process right now of redefining marriage. Our Supreme Court is. Let me ask you a question. Is anybody welcome to come and worship with it? Anybody, any lifestyle, anything, doesn't matter where they've been, what they're doing right now. Is any, is everybody welcome at our campuses? Good. Some of you are going, really? The answer is absolutely yes. You say, well, Pastor Mark, some of those lifestyles aren't biblical. I heard this story. I don't have it exactly right, but it's a true story. It was great. A young man went to a pastor and he said, am I welcome at your church? He said, I was born gay. And the pastor said, really? I was born with a problem too. He said, really? What was that problem? I was a sinner. I lied. I cheated. I look at women wrong with lust. And then Jesus changed my life. Did you get it? So anybody's welcome. You're not going to highlight one sin over another. We all started as what? Sinners. But when they're here, people write me all the time now. You don't know this, but they write me all the time. Are we welcome at your church? I say, absolutely. But then I say this. You need to know we teach the Bible here. And anything that doesn't match with the Bible, you eventually have to change. Just like I'm changing every single day. Could I hear an amen? That's the way it is. So Jesus was trying to say, don't isolate yourself. Any kind of lifestyle is welcome in our church. And when they come, they have to change to become what? Like Jesus. That's why we're here. By the way, our homosexual lifestyle in a world with a defined, redefining a marriage or whatever is about 4% of the people practice homosexuality and lesbian. Does that match to what you see on TV? No, it looks like everybody does. Only 4%. So understand, that isn't our only problem with marriage. Do you know where a bigger problem is today? And see, nobody talks about that in the church. By the way, we're not against gays and homosexuals. Come on, we'll let God change you. Come on in, join us. It doesn't matter. We're going to let God change. But God will have to change you, just like us. But understand, what is the bigger problem than that? It's couples living together and not getting married. That's the norm today. 
How did God design it? One man, one woman, under God. That's the way it works. So understand, we're all a work in progress, aren't we? This is an amazing thing. Now, as Jesus is among those sinners, the disciples are uncomfortable. Well, they weren't the only ones uncomfortable. The religious leaders, watch what happens. Look in verse 30. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belong to their sect, notice this word, complain to his disciples. Look what they said. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Can I just transfer that? Why do you let sinners and evil people that aren't following God in your church? That word complained is an interesting word. In the original language, it's ganguzo. Just say it with me this morning. Ganguzo. You got, it's complaining and always finding something wrong. Turn to your neighbors and go, Ganguzo. Come on, tell them, just tell them, Ganguzo. Ganguzo. It even sounds bad, doesn't it? Ganguzo to you. Well, see, they weren't into this. They were special. They considered themselves kind of perfect. But the disciples are shocked that he's at the party. This is a stretch for them. They don't know how to answer this because they're thinking, what is he doing in there? Well, I wrote verse 31 with my own translation. Here's what Jesus is going to say to the people. And here's what Jesus is really saying to them. But here's what Jesus is saying to you and me right now. Watch this. And Jesus answered them, it's time to stretch and change and think new thoughts. See, what we think, we become. So the disciples are saying, you chose the wrong guy. He's a tax collector. Now you're partying with sinners? Wrong. No, their thinking was wrong. Pastor Mark, you mean any sinner is welcome into our church? Yes. They will hear the word and they'll have to change, just like you and me. See, the thinking and the religious thinking is, oh, no, 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 no. They're what? Ganguzoing. They're complaining. No, we don't want to be around sinners. Well, why did Jesus come? By the way, before you became a Christian, what were you? Hello. And by the way, do we still struggle with it a little right now? Some of you are going, no, this is a stretch for me. That's why I had you stretch. That's why I had you stressed. Now, watch what happens as we walk through this. Jesus was trying to challenge his disciples, and I'm trying to challenge you this morning. By the way, do you think our world's going to get better? It's going to be more challenging in every way, shape, or form. And we studied on Wednesday night Psalm 2. And here's what Psalm 2 said. The world's going to get worse and worse, and it's always against two things, God and Jesus. So it's going to get worse for us as Christians. Don't worry about that. Jesus knew what was going to happen there. So Jesus' answer is going to challenge the disciples, and it's going to challenge all the religious people, and it's going to challenge you and me. So here's what I want you to write this morning. You always have to understand this in your life. None of us have arrived. Here it is. The new, think new godly thoughts so we can be stretched and changed. I don't care how long you've been a Christian this morning. We never change the word of God. 
When people come and they're living a lifestyle of whatever, pornography, sin, adultery, living together, not getting married, having affairs outside of marriage, anger and bitterness in their heart, they won't speak to a relative or whatever, stealing, cheating, any of those kind of things. Putting money before God is ungodly. The word challenges it. We never dilute the word of God. But we're not here to condemn people. The Holy Spirit convicts us to become like him. So our thinking has to match the word of God. Don't worry. Don't worry. A lot of churches today, when they see these problems, here's what you hear churches all over our world say today. It's time to update the Bible. Really? No, the Bible's current up to date. This is not new. This was norm in the Bible. It's time for us not to be squeezed into the way the world thinks and continue to live the Bible. So understand that's exactly what Jesus did. And how does that work? It works with our thinking. Because our young people today are being challenged. This is a norm. No, it isn't the norm. It is still a sin. All of this stuff is still a sin. As you watch this, how is Jesus going to respond to this? Look at verse 31, what it really reads. Look in your Bibles. And Jesus answered them. Look at me, just a second. What are we talking about? These religious leaders are saying to Jesus, what are you doing with these sinners? Watch verse 31. And Jesus answered them. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. This is a common saying. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. What was Jesus saying? What were the Jewish people there? Jesus was saying, tongue in cheek, I only came for the people that are sinners, the unhealthy spiritually. You, as religious leaders, you're perfectly healthy. You don't need me. Ha, 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 ha. Because what were they? Self-righteous. We have it all together. Is that you today? You actually have it all together perfectly? No need to change, no need to grow anymore? I think not. So Jesus said, I came to heal those spiritual, unhealthy people. That's a sinner. That's who we were. As you begin to walk through that, you see this. Jesus knew, and be careful, Jesus knew these religious people were inflexible, resistant to change, and would not ever think new thoughts. That's why Jesus was crucified by them. We have to be thinking new thoughts, always match the Bible. We have to be stretching in our, man, that's kind of a stretch, that's okay. And we have to be changing to be more like Jesus. You got it? That's why we invite people here. That's why you're here this morning. They were unwilling to confess their needs. I don't need the doctor. They were actually on life support. They definitely needed the doctor. Now, we're going to see Morgan Guzzo. Look at verse 33. In this parable, Jesus is the bridegroom, and the disciples were the guests at the wedding. Here's how it goes. And they said to him, the religious leaders, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so did the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours go on eating and drinking. And Jesus answered, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he's with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days, they will fast. See, in those days, the wedding was about seven days. So Jesus is saying, during the celebration of a wedding, 
Who would be fasting? Of course you're not going to be fasting. Jesus was not against fasting. Jesus fasted. But he was saying, notice, look at that verse again. I think it's a very important verse, verse 35. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. What is he talking about? There's a time, Jesus says, that I'm going to heaven after I die and pay for the sins of mankind. Then you can fast. But now it's party time. And I'm in here with the sinners trying to see if we can add more believers to the kingdom of God. Do you got it? Do you got it? Do you got it? So when Jesus says it's partying time, here's what happens in our relationship when we think of the word religion. I want you to write this down. Let me explain it to you. Next statement is this about joy. Following Jesus brings joy. That's what Jesus was saying. I'm not died yet. I'm going to the cross, and there's going to be joy afterwards and before. Many people that are religious, even sometimes as Christians, we've lost our joy. Notice what this verse says. Paul writes it. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Understand how huge it is. That Jewish leaders were enduring their dead religion. Jesus was teaching his disciples to enjoy their relationship with God. I did a little video this week. I do a video every week for three or four minutes on Facebook. You can see it on our web, CCM, Facebook, my page. How many know life is filled with chaos? <laughs> yeah. Every day it changes something new, different, whatever. And you know that sometimes I discovered myself this week, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning one night. I discovered that sometimes chaos drains the joy of our life. Could I hear an amen? And I wrote five answers to that. God just gave me the five answers. You can get on. 4,000 people have already viewed it since Wednesday. You just go on and look at it. But I want to just say this to you this morning. We have unrealistic expectations about what life is. In this world, you're going to have trouble. It's happening. And sometimes even as a pastor, I have to realize it's going to be difficult some days. But it shouldn't drain my joy. Because my joy is in Jesus. I already know the outcome, but sometimes we let it do. So I just need to trust him that everything's going to work out all right. So I want to ask you a question. These religious leaders were enduring their relationship with God. There was no joy. One of the things I love is we love you. When you walk in, it's not like a morgue here. Praise God. I mean, we have funny, you know, we have gifts out to moms that are not, don't even have their baby yet, but they want that gift right now. That's funny to me. That's fantastic. For those of you watching, we had a mother in the first service that said, uh, my, a guy had put his hand up. Wow, I was pregnant. She's the youngest mother here. I thought that was fantastic. Isn't it good to have fun in church? Could I hear an amen? Or the rest of you are what? Gongoozoing out there. So here's a question I want to ask you. And I want you to think about it just for a moment. Stop and think. Here's the question. Are you enduring or enjoying you walk with God. See, if you're in the dead religion, there's no joy. Rules, regulations, rituals. You'll never accomplish it. You can't do it. You're never going to be good enough in yourself. You'll see that in a moment with the law. So I want to challenge you this morning. We should be enjoying. And sometimes I have to get an attitude adjustment. Know what I mean? We have a dog. Sometimes she has to have a timeout period. She sits on the porch. Sorry, attitude adjustment. She looks at the screen like that. Sorry, baby, until you behave. <laughs> 
How many of you know we need an attitude adjustment from time to time? Yes, good. Why did you raise your husband's hand over here? I <laughs> Going to be a problem with that afterward. Yeah, exactly. Mother's Day or not, baby, it's over. All right. But that's a big deal to me. One of the things that I cherish is a place where we can be real together. Nobody has all the answers except God. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. I hope you enjoy. I can tell you do. Come and worshiping God. Because that's the way it was designed to be. These dead religious people, they didn't get it. Now, pretty much the Jewish people, the religious leaders had Jesus on the defensive. He goes right to the offensive. He loved to apply the scripture. And it will sound strange to you, but there's two practical applications. I'll unpack them for you. Here we go. Verse 36. He told them this parable. Look at your verse. No one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does, he will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. Now, this is an illustration about cloth. In those days, cloth was linen and wool, and it would always shrink when you washed it. So if, the, if your piece of clothing had a tear and you wanted to patch it, the patch would never work. Because the first time you kind of wore that new outfit that you put the patch on, the patch would shrink and your hole got bigger than it was the first time. You say, well, what was Jesus talking about? He's going to talk about mixing the old law with the new period of grace. But see, sometimes in our world, Jesus is going to say this to us. You can't patch up the old with the new. But there is, in medicine, so many ways to patch our bodies today. I found this, and I thought it, it's, it's a senior personal ad in a Florida newspaper. Let me read it to you. Mint condition, male, 1932. Some of you ladies, just be listening up. I'll send you the website. Okay, here we go. Male, 1932. High mileage. Good condition. Some hair. Many new parts, including a hip, knee, cornea, and valves. This is a walking robot here. Whatever. Isn't in running condition, but walks very well. And, and go ahead, email me. I'll send it to you. What was he talking about? Old, patchy clothing. Well, he was talking about this. The Old Covenant was based on the laws of God. Good things in the Old Testament. Rules, regulations, sacrifices. But the Old Covenant really was designed never to make man right with God. You could never keep all the laws. When the Jews came, they added 613 of them. And so you always felt guilty. You're always doing sacrifice. You could never have a personal relationship. You never felt your sins were totally forgiven. They weren't. They were just covered. There was real no freedom in it. So God, all through the Old Testament, said there's a new covenant coming. There's a lot of turmoil in the church today, much of it caused by those who think that the Bible is outdated and needs to be modernized. As Pastor Mark has shared, the Bible is not what needs to be changed. It's our heart attitude that needs to align with the Word of God. May God have mercy on us and give us the grace to change our way of thinking to being obedient to Him. 
You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church, and today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will be teaching from Luke again, where Jesus talks about wineskins and clothing, and the dangers of trying to mix the old with the new, and how this relates to the work of Jesus that He wants to do in our lives. Pastor Mark will be encouraging us to allow the Holy Spirit to stretch our minds and hearts so that we can be used more effectively for His kingdom. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.